Blog Talk Radio.
get ready to receive the word of God on tonight. Uh, when the woman of God is uh, ready to start the service, she will let me know. But before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we come to you on tonight, God, with an open heart. God, we come to you with our spirit and our love being laid out on the altar. God, asking you to forgive us. We love you, Lord, and we want you to know that. We love being in a position while we're in the land of living to ask you to forgive us and to be our Lord and Savior, to be our God, because if we know if you be our God, we'll be your people. We know that Resurrection Sunday is coming up, but, God, we don't want to wait to Sunday to ask you to forgive us of our sins because we don't want it to be about the commercialism. We don't want it to be about the new suits, the new clothes, the new shoes, the new hats, the new hairdos, the new shades, the new blackouts with the dye and everything. We don't want it to be about that. God, we want to be about how does my soul and my spirit look in your eyes. God, we just ask you to cover us, to give us, because we believe <clears throat> that Jesus died for our sins. We believe he rose again. And God, with knowing that, we know that at this time, we have the opportunity to come before you and say, God, resurrect yourself in me, O oh Lord, that I may give you the glory and the honor all the days of my life. I will praise you. I will testify about you. I will tell about you. I will teach about you. I will preach about you. God, I will be a faithful saint, Christian, a faithful member to the body of Christ. God, we just ask you right now to cover us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask who's ever in the bathroom on Blog Talk, please mute your phones because this is a digital service and we can hear everything. So please mute your phones at this time to wait for the woman of God to come on. And at the end of the service, you can um, unmute and make a comment. If you're on Facebook, you can type a comment in at any time. And um, we just want to have church on tonight. We just want you all to open your ears, open your heart, open your mindset. Give God what's God. And that is to give him time. Spend time with the Lord. Listen to see what God has to say. Be ready when you hear the knock at the door of your heart. Be ready to say, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I thank you for all that you have done for me. I thank you for doing whatever it is I need. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop talking right now because the woman of God is on the line. Um, she is doing whatever she has to do. She is doing what I mean by that, whatever she has to do. She's doing what she has to do as far as making sure you get the word of God in your spirit on tonight. So as uh, to some I'm going to introduce, and to others I'm going to present, and to others I'm going to remind that tonight is Dr. Serena 
right night to minister. Dr. Wright is in your hands. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you so much. Um, can you all hear me on the blog talk? Yes. Uh, well, we um, would definitely let you know that we have missed um, being on our post that we um, acknowledge this as a divine assignment that the team that works with Apostle Cecilia Kaiser has been so faithful and stewarded themselves over. And so when we are not here uh, in this place, that we miss this audience, we miss this platform, do we miss those that love God and are prepared um, to demonstrate that love for God as they move through the earth? There are a special people that God has called, hallelujah, to a certain assignment. And so we are so pleased with that. We thank God for um, Renee, for Sylvia, and for uh, and for Apostle Cecilia and Brandon and those that share this platform in God. We are welcoming the Facebook audience as well on my Facebook page. I sure hope so. Because that's what I'm trying to set up on this new technology. Don't you know that everything that God has created is good? And it gives us an opportunity to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It gives us a a chance to use our voice to establish the truth in the earth and to continue to empower his people to move forward, to dominate, to, to take agency to be those that then go into the earth and make things happen. And so we, um, if you would, um, Minister Sylvia, if you would check my Facebook page to make sure I'm broadcasting, I would be so grateful. All of the other of us, if you would check uh, into your Bible, turn with me in your Bible to Luke 22, Luke chapter 22. We thank God for all those that need to be thanked. We send the love of God to all of those that can be loved and be unlovable. We saturate the atmosphere with the presence of God that is undeniable. We are prepared, hallelujah, to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ because what I will will say emphatically, when heaven and earth pass away, When heaven and earth pass away, the word of God will still be standing. The word of God is an infallible, and the Bible says, an immutable truth. It cannot be changed over time, no matter how many toxins or lies, no matter how it has been discarded, dismissed, been counted to be outdated, no matter what you say or how you handle it. Even if you go into the word and extract those things that will work for your good without giving God his proper glory and recognition, no matter what we do with the word, the word will stand when heaven and earth has passed away, when the things that we know are no longer to be known, when heaven and earth pass away, God's word will still be standing. I was sharing with someone just last week that has become a student of the word and, you know, to their recognition, I think that's amazing. But I said, you know, I I have never been a student I've never opened my Bible as a textbook because I have been trained to use my Bible as a life guide, that it is where I go to hit my questions answered, to find fellowship and a place of loving God. 
in uh, a place of loving God. Uh, thank you, Sister Karen. Thank you so much. She said you talk is so fast, and I'm so yeah. sorry. So <laughs> I don't know why it sounds like that. Somebody else mentioned that too. And oh, you know why? Because of blog talk, likely. Okay. So we just thank God for that. What I will do is I will end this and then I'll rebroadcast this on Facebook later. So thank you all for that. So listen, um, we are so prepared to to uh, be those that go into God, that listen to Him, that use the Word of God as a as a uh, as a life guide. That we would use the Word of God as a resource. That we would know who God is at the end of the situation. And so, and I recognize that some people don't use the word of God in that way. They, they, um, do you hear, do you all still hear an echo? No, I don't hear echo. That, you know, all I heard earlier was that. that way. But let me tell you something. No, no, we're going to get this together because we definitely are going to do what the Holy Spirit has instructed us to do. Is that better? I don't hear an echo. I still hear an echo as well on blog. I still hear an echo. It's uh, either uh, Minister Sylvia or you, Dr. Wright, have to turn off your laptop as far as the volume. Okay. So let me shut this computer down and see if that corrects it. And you all tell me if you still hear it. It's great. Uh, no echo uh, now. It sounds great. Hallelujah, God, we thank you. And so, listen. There are some that will use the Word of God as a as a textbook. They will use it to add accolades and acumens to themselves about how intelligent they are and how well they express the ideas of the Word. And they will then. Um, and some will do that. Uh, in addition to taking away the principles and the precepts of the word that have been established for us that we might take dominion in the earth. There are some that will use it as a life guide, and then there are some that will decide to use it for other things. They will go in and search the, the, the immutable truth in it, and then they will prosper for it prosper from it, and then acknowledge and give themselves glory. There were some that will go in and they will attribute the truth of the word of God that are to be assigned to God, to nature, to stars, to astrology. They will choose to do those types of things. Listen, right now, we just thank you, Father, right now for a focus and an attention on this line. We give you glory and honor. If you are not speaking, if you would please mute your line. We thank you, Father. And so there are some, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God. There are some that have given themselves to to finding information in the word so that they can ascribe it to some man to some man made doctrine, to some man made of belief. Hallelujah. But there are some of us that have been assigned to commit our heart and our mind and our understanding to the word that we might be transformed and made new. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. We are to be transformed and made new. One thing I can say about the season that is approaching the earth, it is a very 
extremely hot or cold season. It is hot or cold. Oh, my God, it is yay or nay because the kingdom is absolute. This is the time, hallelujah, for us to be hewn out to those things that would seek to drive us to compromise, that we would put them far from us that we might be found where we can deliver and execute the word of the Lord in the way that he had designed it because the gospel is not in mere words but in power, the power to live right, the power to live the way that God has prescribed, the power to execute, the power to cast out demons, the power to do the miraculous, the power to prophesy, the power to see the sins of God being laid upon the fabric of the culture that has turned their back on him. This is the time, hallelujah, to be sold out, to decide to quit selling stuff, to quit selling your joy and selling your contentment and selling your resolve and selling your esteem and selling yourself short and selling your God low. This is the time to be sold out. This is the time that God is calling for those that are willing to be bold and courageous, that are willing to stand. And after being done, having done all to stand, will continue to stand in their place and proclaim the truth of the gospel. This is that time. Standing, we go into the word of the Lord as the life guide that it has been left here for looking for revelation, looking for understanding, looking for the mysteries of the God that will allow us to be propelled while others are suffering. Listen, let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We never glory in another tribulation, but there are things that those that are kingdom will step aside, will step over, and will continue to flourish, and others will recognize the breach. Oh, yeah, my say. They will recognize that that group of people, even though the exact same thing happened to them, that group of people have been able to flourish, and this group of people have not. That group of people have been able to, have been able to continue to do well, and this group has not. That group of people that say that they serve the only true and living God have continued to be in health and prospered, even as their soul prospered, and this group has not. Oh, there is a clear division. There is a clear separating. That's why we are called to be sanctified and set apart and set in a distance from those that don't recognize and acknowledge God for who he is. Praise the name of Jesus. And so with that in mind, hallelujah, with that in mind, we go to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we say, God, what are you saying? What are you saying to us? What are you speaking to your people? Hallelujah. What are the instructions? What are the instructions for this time? What is up ahead of us? How do we handle it? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. And if you would turn with me to Luke 2, verse 42, Luke 22, 42. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but always yours be done. And there appeared to be him an angel from heaven, strengthening him in spirit. And being in agony of mind, he prayed all the more earnestly and intently. 
and his sweat became like great clots of dropping blood down upon the ground. And when he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from grief. And he said to them, why do you sleep? Get up and pray that you may not enter at all into temptation. So there is so much there. There is so much meat in the, in, 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 in the simple word. Even one, one word of the Lord can carry you. Oh, my God. There is so much here. But in verse 42, he says, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but always yours be done. Saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but always yours be done. That means that so in this in this verse, in this verse, we are are are, are opening up the scripture is opening up to us a time when God is called is clearly given Jesus the Son an instruction that he does not want to do. <laughs> oh my God, I thank you. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. I know, I know it can it can rub the doctrine, it can rub the erroneous doctrine of some people to say that Jesus did not want to do it. But if he wanted to do it, why would he be asking God to remove it? To remove this set of instructions, to remove this next phase, to remove what he was about to enter into if he wanted to do it. If he was willing and excited and he was the Jesus sometimes of the fairy tales we live in that bounced around completely unbothered by people. He did not go into uh, into the, the, the church where they were selling things and, and, and corrupting uh, and corrupting the sanctity of, of where you worship and turn over the tables. It can sometimes rub into our erroneous doctrine when we actually read and recognize the scripture for what it is saying. Did Jesus ever sin? Did he ever disobey no but he clearly was asking the father could he not do something that he was intended to do and so the reason why we are talking about this in the face of what holy spirit has already dropped on us is because we have got to become sober somebody say and vigilant sober-minded about what it means to live in Christ. Living in him is a place of death to self that he might live in the earth. Death to self, death to those things that you desire, death to the way that you wanted it, death, not a death of misery and grieving and complaining, but death to the way you want it for a higher calling and a greater purpose. Death to how you had hoped it would go for a higher calling and a greater purpose. And so in that, we must understand that there are some instructions that are very clear, that are very succinct, that are very much in line with purpose and destiny. They are what will transport us from a place of being known locally in the region where the where the crucifixion occurred to where he is the Messiah 2,000 years later. See, there are some things you are God. There are some things you are asking God for, and they're going to require a set of instructions. They're going to require some steps you do not want to do. 
Hallelujah. It's going to require, sis, that you break up with him because that is not the one that God has for you. That is not it. I didn't say he was a bad person. I didn't say that he wasn't this and that and his hair doesn't go straight up. I said that God said you have to end that. He is going to tell you some things that you do not want to do that will be the bridge between you and what you're asking for. And a lot of times in God, we have this magical, lucky charm type of perspective, like it's magically delicious all the time, and that Jesus was not weeping in this 22nd chapter of Luke because the place of crucifixion, the place of him being resurrected was not part of the purpose and the journey. But what, however the glory that was before him, it was what was ahead of him that he endured. It is not he enjoyed it. It is not that he wanted to, but he endured. He endured to the end because of the bigger picture. My God, I thank you. And sometimes we have to be sure that when we find ourselves at the cusp of difficult decisions, Lord have mercy, it's something you don't want to do. Let me. This is why I read the scripture. It says that he that he went and prayed. Forty-two. It's the same Father. If you are willing, remove the cup from me. Yet not my will, but always yours be done. Forty-three. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him in spirit. 44, and being in agony of mind, he prayed all the more. He was already praying. And he was agonizing so with how he did not want to make these decisions, where he did not want to submit himself to that that would give a greater picture, that he would become, that he would carry out all of the steps of the Messiah, that he would then be resurrected, that become our Savior, that we would be talking about him 2,000 years. He was agonizing. Hallelujah. So a place. I don't want you to misplace the word, but I don't want you to displace the word. See, this is not a, 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 a skip through the loo type of journey. There are wonderful things when God uses you, blesses you, pulls you out of a horrible pit, becomes the rescuer he has always been to you in the moment. He spares us and saves us, delivers us and graces us. He gives us mercy and promise and destiny. And there are times when where he is asking for something and you must agonize. Ah, my God, get so you, bruh, you, the agony is part of the journey. Let me tell you something. There is a place where you have got to empty out of yourself. Hallelujah. See, there's a place where you're in 42 where you say, God, well, well, maybe I could just put the blue checker over here and the green one over here. And, and, and so you go and pray and you go, go pray green to the left blue to the right, and, you, and you're praying like he did in 42, and, and then as you continue to hear the Father not relenting in the instruction, then an angel, Lord have mercy, then an angel's going to come and give you the strength you need to carry out the way God says. 
Lord, I thank you. See, there's a place where we want to skip over the agonizing part. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to preach about it. We we don't want to say, I don't I cannot explain in the natural realm with natural intellect why suffering at times must be part of the journey. Why an agonizing instruction might be a part of your journey. And I also do not want us to think that life in Christ is pure agony. See, let me see. A lot of times we can look at a truth in the word and then we go off the end of the ramp. Life in Christ is not pure act. Life in God through Christ is not a life of of of, of just hellacious turmoil, chaos, agonizing all day. No, no, no. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But there are times when instructions will cause a level of discomfort. They will cause us to pray and to seek God. And we cannot dismiss that as if this is rainbows and sprinkles. There are difficult decisions to be made. Sometimes you are having a wonderful time. Everybody at your job loves you. You're promoted every year, not just a raise but in title, you're given more authority. Your team is flourishing. The people love you. The company is profiting. And God says, leave two weeks from today. Let me tell you something. That's going to be a difficult decision. And it is in those places. My God, I thank you. It is in those places where we have got to know that this is part of the journey. If God says it's part of it, it's part of it. Don't accept any agony. Don't accept any frustration. Don't accept any difficulty that God has not allowed. But when it is part of the journey, when you know you have heard God speak, when you know this, what God has told you, go ahead and let it and do what you have to do. If you have to pray in 42, wait for the strength of an angel and then pray some more in 44. Lord, Lord, have mercy. Somebody say, go ahead and get through it. Go ahead and get through it. Pray until you can get through the difficult parts. Pray until your flesh is willing to submit to the God of heaven. Pray until compromise is no longer appearing. Pray until you're steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Pray until your faith is rock solid. Pray until you have a firm, relying trust. In the God of heaven and earth, pray, pray, Jesus, pray. pray. You got to pray yeah. this, that decision. You're never going to make that one if you don't pray. You're never going to leave yeah. that job, sis, if you don't pray. Do you know you need strength from heaven to do what God just told you to do, sir? He said do it. You know you heard him. You know what the instructions yeah. are. And every time you go to do it, your heart breaks. Do you look at who's going to be impacted. Somebody say, you got to pray. You are in order for us to get to the places of destiny, the miraculous, the power, dominion, authority, those that have been separated, that we have been set apart from those that are breached and are lost and blinded. Somebody say, you got to pray. You're going to have to pray. If you hear God, Ah, if you heard him, sis, okay, we know you heard him, because you heard him, 
but the reality of making that decision is agonizing, then don't you realize you're right in the 22nd chapter of Luke? The, the adversary can come and say, well, see, if it's that difficult, it ain't God. If you got to agonize and pray and wait for strength, it ain't God. If you get on your knees and say, God, I don't even have the strength to break up with him. I don't even have the strength to leave this job. I love these people so much like family. I came here as the janitor, and now I'm the COO. I don't have the capacity to walk away from here. Listen to what God is saying. You are going to have to pray to get to your next level. Do you know he was Jesus, the self-proclaimed Messiah here, but when he carried out this instruction, he became the salvation, the, the savior of the whole world? My God, it's what you're asking for, sir. You asked God for that. You asked God. You said, God, all the men in my family, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, how do you ace around here? Oh, my, you asked God for that, sir, but you've got to pray. You've got to pray yourself there. You've got to pray yourself into the place that stays submitted because they're going to wrong you. They're going to call you a name. They're going to say you ungrateful. They're going to call you arrogant. They did everything they could to Jesus. They ripped his flesh off his body, trying to get him to break. But let me tell you, the strength that God gave him in verse 43, that was how he made it. That was how he didn't get down. That's why he said, do what you do quickly. Everything from there, was, it was we were done. We were done. We were wrapped in a nice bow. But in 42, 43, and 44, he had prayed. He had emptied out of himself and his own will. Don't you know he says, yet not my will? What was the, where was the, where was the conflict? Where was the agony? It was between what he wanted and what God had instructed. It was between his will and the Father's will. It was, he said, not my will. See, I already, I don't even want to play with this. I'm not acting like I'm coming to pray. Yeah. If you give me a new car, I'm coming here to pray because my will is not surrendered. He said, not my will. That, that's the subject for today. That's the poster. That's what's on my vision board, not my will. Because the next yeah. place that God is actually calling you to, sis, the next place that God wants for you, sir, if God's instructions take you through a difficult place, don't you dare give up. Don't you dare back down. Somebody Lord, say pray. Don't you dare give up. I don't care what it looks like. Don't you mm. dare throw it in. Oh my God. Let me tell you. See, the thing about us, God told us in black and white that we were peculiar because we're willing to look right crazy. Do you know yeah. up to this point, he was going around telling people he was God. And then he has to be crucified and shamed and embarrassed and humiliated. Lord, don't you know all the people at that job know you're the one that's always praying and talking and loving God and, and bringing Krispy Kreme and donuts and candy? They know what you've already said. So then why are you the one whose house got repossessed? Don't you? See, let me tell you something. You've got to 
pray because you're the peculiar one. You're the chosen people. You're the one that God's going to elevate. You're the one that God's going to elevate. He's going to give you exactly what you ask for, but it's going to take a difficult place of letting your will get up under the Father's will, letting your will get up under the Father's will and praying and praying until strength from heaven come be adorned on you, the strength and capacity that you're going to need to make that next decision. He said, listen, this thing was so done. The Bible says, and when he got up from prayer, my God. Oh, thank you. So when he got up from prayer, hallelujah, ask God to show you in the spirit. But when he got up from prayer, it was done. He told Judas, do what you do. He told him, get the word, do what you do. Because, see, in this prayer, I'm already where God told me I was going. Do you know that he prayed himself from where he was to where he was going? All other decisions have been made. He looked at Judas and said, whatever. He looked at all of them. He didn't say a word. Do you? He had said everything he needed to say. Somebody say in prayer. They say that they crucified him. And he didn't say a word because he said it in prayer. He didn't move because he moved in prayer. He did not do anything after he got up from prayer. It was settled. It was finished. He was established. And he was perfectly ready to carry out his assignment. That's where God is calling us. That's where God is calling us to. So let me tell you something. See, the thing about it is, we were like, oh, God, how is it that my wife, my husband, my dog, my dog always meowing, and I'm so embarrassed because I'm the only owner at the dog park with a dog that's meowing. That's because you need to pray. And see, why I'm the only one whose daughter was in the, in the Christian club of America, and my daughter is on on, on drugs, and you told me she was going to be a prophet, and you told me she was going to change the world because you need to pray, and see, once you get up from prayer, you'll look her straight in her face and say, baby, I'm waiting on God, I'm I'm waiting on God, son, I'm waiting on God, husband is nothing but God, when you get up from prayer, you'll just let people do what they do, because you've already emptied out, and you've already got the strength to move to that next dimension. He went from being the God that was on this earth to that when that had been resurrected. Do you know that when he got up from prayer, he was ready to show the whole world what had never been seen before. Somebody saying, so will I. When I get up from prayer, I'm going to be ready to show the world something that's never been seen before. Something that God gave me specifically as an assignment. Nobody else has it. Nobody else will think of it. Nobody else will do it when I get up from, when I get up from prayer. It says when he got up from prayer, it never came up again. There's no other question. A lot of us, we got questions. God, why is the cow, why is the sky blue and cow say move? God, God, why, you know, why do birds fly? And, and, and I can't eat no pie. We got a lot of questions. And so did Jesus. He said, can, can you remove it? Is it? 
Because, like, okay, on the multiple choice test, all I see is A, 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 A. You know, can, can we do something? If you got questions like that, too, but that just means you're in the 22nd chapter of Luke. But when he got up from prayer, he didn't have no more questions. And when he got up from prayer, I don't see anything else about him agonizing. And when he got up from prayer, he was no longer talking about his will. And when he got up from prayer, he said, do this, do what you do. And when he got up from prayer, he was prepared to go all the way through it. When he got up from prayer... He became the God that, he, that, that, that they knew and read about in the Old Testament, the one that the prophet spoke about. And when he got up from prayer, and so God is calling us to that level of prayer. The prayer where we're being honest. The prayer where we're asking questions. The prayer where we're saying, God, I hear you clear as day. And I, I, I don't need to. You've got to do something in me so that I can carry out your will, not my will, but yours be done. When we get up from prayer, this is the prayer that's transcendent. This is the prayer that's going to move us to laying hands on the sick and watch them recover. This is that prayer. God is calling us to a prayer that takes us into very unusual circumstances that his glory might be revealed in us. Everybody pray. Pray through the situation. And and, and if you have other people around you, do you know that his disciples were around him? And guess what he told them to do? He said, y'all better get up and pray. (laughs) He said, y'all better get up and pray. And so don't just think that as you agonize in prayer, everybody else is skipping. And when you go to the laundromat, you tell after she give you your change and your quarters and your tokens, you better tell her, you better, you better pray. You, you better pray. And they say, girl, my, 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 um, I got a cat at home, and, and my cat, you know, it turned purple and started speaking French. Say, you better pray. You, you better pray. And he, he just kept telling them, you better, y'all better pray. You better wake up and pray. Somebody said, y'all better wake up and pray. Yeah, because yeah, he went. After we get up from prayer, then we're real clear that it's praying time. After we get up from prayer, it's real clear that it's praying time. And we're going to start telling our neighbors and our friends and our sisters and our brothers and our children and our mothers and our grandmothers and our aunties and our uncles and our supervisors. Uh-huh. Even the ones that don't like people that got skin your color. And, and we're going to start telling our patients and our neighbors and our accountants and the laundrymen and our mechanics, you better get up. You better wake up and pray. Hallelujah. See, see, the assignment gets real clear. Uh, the agony is gone. The questions are answered. And it's nothing ahead of us but the destiny of God. People of God, God's plans for you are good. God's plans for you are good. Do not buy into a, a weak a weakened doctrine that that would that would suggest that the things of God can come without difficulty, can come without a season of challenge, can come without a season of agonizing, where we have got to pray ourselves to a place of surrender because of the situation that is ahead of us. No, 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 no. We have confidence, confidence in our God and in the prayers and supplication of the righteous that make things happen, that, 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 that give us a surrender that our will not be carried out, but God's will be done. God's plans for you are good. God's plans for you are good to bring you to an expectation and a hope. 
It is only the plan of God that we be elevated and promoted in him, that we find ourselves in him living and moving and having our being, walking in the abundance, making progress in difficult situations. And if it be the case, pray. Pray, people of God. Pray. Pray, people of God. Pray. Pray yourself into the will of the Father that your assignment on earth would be completed and that God would be glorified. Woman of God, it's back to you. Amen. 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 We better pray. We better pray. We better pray. We better pray. No matter what it looks like, we better pray. I thank God for the word on tonight. The lines are open on Blog Talk. If you have anything you would like to say to the woman of God, please speak now. The lines are open. Pray. This is Sister Carmen. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, yes. My God, my God. I just went through something today, and my God, my God, yes, pray, pray, pray. I had to call on my prayer partner because I was just so, but God, when you get in the presence of God, when you know what you have to do is pray, 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 the enemy will come in with everything he's got. And I'm telling you, I just thank God for someone that can when I pray for others, that there is someone out there can pray for me in the midst of some fiery dark. But I thank God for the word, the word that gave me the assurance and the confidence that what I'm doing, the devil don't like it, but God is glorified in it. And even when he come in like a flood, God said he Hallelujah. always has a standard. He Hallelujah. always has a standard. And I thank God for the Hallelujah. word. Thank you. I got in a little late, but I thank God for the reassurance that it's going to be all right. And God said, turn this thing around for his glory. But I tell you, when
would like to say Dr. Wright. <laughs> Dr. Wright. Dr. Wright. I was so tempted, but God said, no, I need you to say to her what I want you to say. I was tempted to just shout, teach, preach. That was all I wanted to do and was doing the whole time he was preaching because years ago when I told God he could use me, for microaggressions and micro inequalities and racism and institutionalism and ill evil agendas, my God. I did not know that he was gonna use me to open up doors for other people who were being blocked the same way I was. I didn't know that he was gonna say, Okay, I need you to get a leadership Degree and teach others how to do what you're doing. And then when I ran into these major blockades when I was supposed to retire in January, because I'm still working, and it was blocked, and I went through the things that I went through, like you said, woman of God, until I prayed out of myself, until I prayed out of my own will, into God's will, into God's way, and say, God, you gave me uh, a thing that says I accept what you allow. But, God, I'm enduring this thing because I was supposed to be gone in January, and I'm still here. And a perfect stranger walked up to me in the hallway on my job and said, Cecilia, Miss Kaiser, if you're still here, it's because someone had an ill agenda or they had some motive and God is using you to correct that thing until you get ready to leave. I said, but you may be right, but I don't want to be here. I said, but I'm working on that. I'm praying because I trust God and I accept what he allows. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, God, if you want me still there, I'm there. If you want me out, I'm out. Woman of God, did you preach? My, my, my. You preach my testimony. Get off my wall. I know you're not the fly on the wall, but it sure enough seem like you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Apostle Elect, for those words. Is there anyone else at this time would like to have something to say? Well, Pastor, go ahead, go ahead. I do. My name is Alameen. I'm from Texas. I'm here in Texas. I want to thank God for all of you. And to be true, I thank God for you. All of y'all, man, have a voice. Voice to save the people, a voice to save the nation. Ms. Alameen Muhammad, <clears throat> and I'm an artist. I'm a rapper. And uh, because of the faith that you lean on, I also lean on it too, where I turned down $2.5 million career because I knew that God was true, y'all. I know the voice that we hear inside of us is the true voice. Life is in us. 
Nobody got no question to ask us about that. We know life is in us. What the mother said and what the other mother said and, 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 and what you mothers are saying is that we need as sons on the earth today. We need, we need y'all. So I want to encourage you to continue to keep doing your thing. Continue to keep putting these words out. You are not just women or just a woman or just some body. You, you the mother of the earth. And until we, the sons, get it right and begin to start loving each other and, and, and begin to start understanding one another, I tell you, we in danger. The best thing that we got on this planet right now for us going to the car is the mothers that are here that God has raised up. Y'all are somebody. And y'all, man, the nectar of your strength, the nectar of your love has blossom on the planet that we don't need to hear governmental we don't need to hear words of, of, of presidents. We don't need to hear words of countries or, 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 or officials. In the prayers of the mothers, God heard and listened and obeyed, and, and he heard the cries. He heard the cries. God heard the cries of the mother. Sent the Savior from the cries of the mother. And I hear your cries. God is your Savior, y'all. Clean your Prepare the body. It ain't coming out there in the world. It's not coming in the sky. It's not riding on the clouds. It's coming from straight within you. In you is the true life. I don't have no religion. So I just want to tell y'all that, and I love you. I ain't going to lie. I love y'all. I do what I do. But when I heard all mothers everything that we dealing with on the planet today. We're dealing with the loss of children. We're dealing with the loss of loved ones. We're dealing with the loss of innocent babies. We're dealing with the loss of our own kind. We're dealing with the loss of our own jobs. We're dealing with the loss of those just trying to take us out of our positions. But I just want y'all to know, because you are the children of God, and the sons and the daughters of the Most High, the Lord has heard your cry. God has heard y'all cry. And I have stopped by, and I heard it too. And I can't continue to go on like this, knowing your cry is heard. Thank you so much. Thank you for your words of encouragement on tonight. Thank you so much. Um, Pastor Linda Handy said, God hears us when we pray, and the answer is on the way. We thank God for what uh, Pastor Handy has put on Facebook. We thank God for every comment that has been made. Is there anyone else at this time would like to have some words? Okay, we'd like to say to everyone, thank you for calling in on Blog Talk. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook Live. 
we want to say we love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We want you to come back next Monday at 8 p.m. That would be our second Monday of the month of April. Um, that would be the Monday after Resurrection Day. So come back. Our speaker will be none other than Servant Pastor Troy Thomas. We want you all to come back on this Friday at 9 p.m. to hear me, Minister Sylvia, speak on what God has put in my heart to share. We're going to make it personal on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want you to come back on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, who, which is also our overseer. I just want to say on tonight the word that taught us tonight is not my will, but God is your will. We, we have to stay in that place. Not my will, God, but your will. We have to stay in that place of when I pray, after I get up from prayer, it's over, it's done. Nothing else is, it's nothing else I'm supposed to do but carry out my assignment. I thank you all for just being a part of Smile 3E Iron Shopping Iron Ministries, as well as our extended service, which is on Facebook Live. I want you all to know that. We also have, um, as Apostle said, yes, Apostle said um, she's still with us. Okay, I want you all to know that uh, Pastor Linda Handy has a prayer line, which the number to that is 605-313-4818. Again, her number is 605 Zero five three one three four eight one eight. The access code is six four one one four seven six four one one four seven. That is on Friday nights at seven thirty p.m. Sunday mornings, Sunday afternoons at one p.m. We also have Sister Carmen, who has a prayer line. Also, the number to that is six zero five three one three. 4284. The number is 605-313-4284. Her excess code is 528-2607. Um, I just want to say to you all, pray. Pray, pray, pray. At this time, we're going to hand it over to the woman of God for us to give her, her closing remarks to pray us out for this evening. It's back in your hands, uh, Dr. Wright. Well, we just thank you right now, God, for what you have shared and imparted into us, that your word is a seed of righteousness that's gone into our hearts and will bring forth that that is righteous and right living. We thank you right now that the revelation that we have about prayer and the strength that it requires 
for us to carry out our assignment, God, that we have embraced it, that our will will no longer be a hindrance to us, but that we'll be propelled forward, ready to do your will ready to surrender and to be everything that you have called us to be. We thank you in advance, God, for the faith that it requires to be who you have called us to be. We thank you in advance, God, for the supplication and the understanding, the submission and humility. We embrace it all, God, that when we rise from prayer, that we are ready to carry out our assignments, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Dr. Wright, do you have any uh, clause or would you like to give us information about your book before you leave? Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night. God bless. Good night. Good night.